You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. Time runs out on the Oilers. And for the first time since 2009, and just the seventh time in franchise history, the Flames start 2-0-0. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. Monday. It's a good Monday, though. The Calgary Flames are 2-0. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Um, This is our third week already. Wild. It is, isn't it? I thought about that walking in today. My, my very long commute into work. Like eight minutes? Door to door? I think it's seven, to yeah. be honest with you. My really long commute. Yep. Going through the rat races, trying to get here. There's some rats out there at that hour. Um, I'll say that much. Uh, there is sometimes when I walk by, I get a little sense of pee. Like I can definitely a smell some odor. pee. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Hmm. But uh, I'm like, wow, it's already been three. This is week number three of our show. Time flies when you're having fun. It I does, doesn't uh, it? That's the old adage that we can use here, George. Uh, it, it, I've definitely had a ton of fun, and we're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, your Flames win 4-3 Saturday night in the Battle of Alberta. Sandra Persina, Calgary Wranglers play-by-play. City News 660 sports reporter going to join us later on. She's the new voice of the Wranglers. You went to the game yesterday. I had a big sports weekend. I did yeah, go to you the were game sporty yesterday. McSporterson this weekend. Yeah, sure was. Friday night, you covered the Stamps game? Was there, yep. That was a fun game to cover. Yeah, yeah. The first few quarters were, yeah, a little bit of a slog, but we got through it. It was windy. Yeah, it was windy. Play was okay. Fourth quarter, very exciting. And then uh, an unfortunate loss. Just could not get a stop on that last drive. Did I hear it right on the broadcast that that was the first time Hamilton won in Calgary in like 20 years, something like that? Yeah. Isn't that insane? Somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. Yeah. Crazy. Long time. Wow. And like, I've covered the team for like five years. Yeah. And they usually get like curb stomped in Calgary. Oh, boy. Like. I remember a 61 to 2 game that was just a couple of years 61 ago. 61 to 2? Yeah. Dane Evans in the first game here had like three turnovers that were egregious early on in the season. The Stamps won that game. So, yeah. All right. Not so, good. so you, you went to the Stamps game Friday night. You watched Flames and Oilers Saturday night. Yep. I while, got, while you played men's league hockey. Well, I played a little men's league hockey. Yeah. Uh, I managed to get around a golf in on Saturday and we played Friday. Yeah. And then Sunday went to the Wranglers game. Look at you. And I watched about a quarter of football all day yesterday, which was unfortunate. But right. Honestly, when it was all said and done, I was exhausted. Uh, this guy watched football uh, from <laughs> two until uh, about 930 last night. Yep. I watched everything as much as I possibly could. I was shooting as much football as possible into my brain. Um, today's going to be super warm. Tomorrow's going to be super warm, mm-hmm. and Wednesday's super warm. Sure. Are there golf courses open in Calgary still? Mine closed. Mine said, we're done. Stop asking. Leave us alone. We got to get the course ready for next season. 
but there's got to be some. Is there something open out there? 960-960 on the text line. Would, would you be able to golf today or no? Today I cannot. Tomorrow? Tomorrow I might be able to. I haven't looked at my schedule yet, George. I... You're such a busy guy. You're such a mover and shaker. My day was so busy yesterday. You know what I did before watching football after my Inside Slept. the Line show? I bought a toaster. <laughs> this is this is the exciting life I lead. I bought a toaster. Ooh, I, a, go, ooh I go, this slot, one's digital. Two, two slot or four slot? Yeah, I went two slot. Yeah. You know why? Because uh, I don't have too much. This is, <laughs> this is so mundane. I don't have too much counter space. So mm. I'm like, I can't really fit a four slicer. Although I'd want to. Yeah. Because then you get everything evenly toasted and warm at the same time instead of always having to choose the cooler toast over the warmer toast if you go four slices <laughs> so i decided to get <laughs> so it's really like it's really flames battle of alberta we'll get yeah, there don't yeah, worry but <laughs> so i went two slice toaster and i even bought like a digital one mm. and it's like oh defrost it had a oh. defrost uh button on the toaster i don't trust anything that tries to defrost if you don't take the time to defrost your stuff, I don't, I don't trust these machines, frankly. And it has like, and, and it has like a knob and a digital knob, and it depends how hard, like how yeah, yeah, yeah. how toasted you how want. How toasty things. you want? Did you did you ever ponder a toaster oven instead? No, no, that never even like wasn't even on my Not radar. Even, really? Okay. Yeah, I got a really good deal on this toaster too. <laughs> it's a nice one, but I'm like that. That was my day yesterday. I bought a toaster, and then I I lied on the couch all day. And watched football. Like, that's literally what I did yesterday. And I even went to bed early last night. Like, right after the game ended? Yeah, like, I was exhausted. I'm like, I gotta go sleep. <laughs> like, I like I woke up super early yesterday for Inside the Lines. Yep. Got my writing done. That'd be. Uh, and, and you want more mundane details yeah, of George Russick's yeah, like, weekend? Yeah, let Because you had a fun weekend. Yeah. Maddie's at the stamp. We golfed, and then you go to the stamp. Scene. <sighs> Wind's blowing at McMahon. Uh, yo. You're covering a game, making that bank. Saturday, play golf, play men's league, watch the Flames win. And then yesterday, you go to the Wranglers game. You know what I did Saturday? Mm. I got my I got my kitchen stools delivered. <laughs> and then I realized that I got the bigger size. I should have got the smaller size. Oh. And then I have to return them. And I had to put one together. <laughs> so, so I was putting it together. So I'm putting my stools together. And remember the TV stand? I told you about that yeah. took me like... Like four hours, like four to four six hours. hours. Yeah, because I, I don't, I she just handed my man card. Yeah, I yeah, shouldn't yeah. have it. So I'm putting it together, and the stool slips and bangs into my TV stand. No, dents it. it a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, you son of a! I almost lost it. Great start. Lost. So now I literally have to turn. I have to take off my TV and everything. Just turn my my you, stand around so you don't see the little dent in yeah. it. Yeah, because it's it bought. Because I'm I'm a details guy. I notice. Little minute details like that, and it's really bothering me. We did the same thing with our desk when we were unpacking it. We kind of chipped a corner of it, and that is the corner that is directly into the corner of the apartment. You cannot see it. I mean, yeah. We're the exact same, man. You do a yeah. little bit of a... T- and oh, my God. I was so annoyed. Reorganize and everything. Like, and <sighs> I've realized that I'm not good at putting things together. Mm. Like, I've really realized this moving here. Sure. Because usually either you just get it put together by professionals instead of being a, a moron like me. But that was my super mundane weekend. Oh, and I, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. It gets even better. Okay, hit me. So on Saturday, uh, and then I went to Walmart and did some grocery shopping. And at Walmart, and I choice. bought some new running shoes because I plan on working out 
mm. here eventually. Have you gone to see that gym in your building yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. Apparently, it's a nice gym. Yeah. I got to go check it out. Mm-hmm. It is on the third floor, Maddie. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, that's it's uncharted territory for me. <laughs> the third floor. I go main to tenth, tenth down to main. That's it. That's my. That's, that's my jam. Zone, like yeah. that is my jam. And eight, eight I, minute I door to door. Check eight, yeah, seven minutes door to door. Flames is the big win Saturday night uh, in Calgary. I'm sorry, in Edmonton against uh, the Oilers. Two things. Number one, um, can you explain to me why the Flames or why the NHL didn't have games yesterday? And I num- don't know. And number two. There's oh no, there's people yelling. There at is an outside. argument outside of our window right now. Oh, I thought that was you. No, that's not Brody. No, people are yelling. Hi. <laughs> there's a couple of people. There. They yeah, can't see in here. At us. They can't see in here. Those are windows you cannot see. Through. No, really? No, no, no. Well, they you don't. Can they see have a no... little bit if you look close enough. I was wondering. I, th- I was. I thought you were playing something in the. Hey, listen. You want to do a pressed ham on our window? Feel free to come by anytime. <laughs> you want to do the old pressed ham move? Go ahead. By the way, apparently there's uh there's an OnlyFans model, Coyote Cutie's her name, mm-hmm. and uh, she's getting she's the police are after because she keeps showing showing off her bum at Serie B games for Bare. At what? Bare is the team name. Oh, this was yeah, some in, sort of soccer? in Italy, yeah. yeah. And she just goes to the games and just pulls her pants down to show <laughs> off her bum, and apparently the police have to arrest her. You like I can't, can't yeah, I guess you just can't do that at games. Not allowed. You probably can at the Bills game because nobody would yeah, notice no. because the Bills games are free for all and humanity takes a back seat. It's really what the, goes on at the Bills games. It's yeah. the purge. So we had people were yelling outside our window. It was it was distracting for a split second. We're focused on the flames. Big four three win. Why weren't there any games yesterday? Okay, so I thought about this. So you know how I think the NHL schedule is a joke? Mm-hmm. And I know. Listen, I didn't know that, but it's good to know. I know how difficult things are and how they have to building availabilities and how like it's such a process to schedule 32 teams in all these various cities and travel. I get all of that. But two things. Number one, why are the Flames and Oilers only playing three times this year? Because the NHL is a more balanced schedule. I understand that, but that's stupid that the Flames and Oilers are only playing three times this regular season. They play central teams three times as well. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Like they, the they need to, to two and go. At they least need to play the Jets each divisional yeah, team. That because that makes sense. You play two and two, two there, two here. Yeah, Not, same thing you do with the Eastern you Conference. To, you don't need to play the Wild three times. No, trust you don't need me. to play the Jets three times. We went through many years where the Wild and the Flames played like nine times. I yeah, think nobody we've had wants enough to of see the Minnesota that. Wild. Yeah, Kaprizov's fun to watch, but that's it. Matt Boldy's kind of cool too. Okay, He's actually um, got a good team. So I thought about this yesterday. It was a blockbuster day in the NFL. Humongous. Chiefs and Bills was massive. Eagles and Cowboys were massive. Maybe the NHL shouldn't play on Sundays during the football <laughs> season, during the NFL season. I know it's their own league, and they they shouldn't care what's going on. Just like when the CFL schedules games on NFL Sundays, but Which they rarely do. But because like they it's get smoked. What would be what would be wrong if the NHL was a you know Monday to Saturday league? What what's wrong with that during the football season? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, and especially here in this city, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are like, no, I need hockey because. Right. But, but how many times do the flames play on Sunday? Not much. They're a Saturday team and they never play Sunday at home because that's when they do Sunday fun day with the hitmen and the wranglers. So they never have Sunday. home. So there you go. So they're always on the road. Yeah. Like next week. Oh, that was yesterday. Next week. We've got how many games on the Sunday? 
5. Okay. And the latest one starts at 5 o'clock. It's like where you slide in a few noon games every once in a while. Like Teams like to do like their family day games and that type of stuff. The Capitals always play noon or 2 o'clock starts for some On reason. NBC. Yeah. Yeah, but that's post-football season they do that too. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just saying because, uh, again, w- w- we in Canada shouldn't really care what uh, the NFL does, mm-hmm. but they do in New York at the NHL offices. Like, they do. And I know they have these partners in ESPN, and I'm sure ESPN's not super horny to put on NHL games on ESPN Plus on Sunday during football. Mind you, they don't have any rights on football on Sundays. It's the Monday night game they have. Yeah. Them and ABC have the Monday night game, which is fine. Yeah, but TNT's not doing any of it. I don't think so. it's the worst thing, because I was just surprised that there was no NHL games yesterday, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, eh, maybe that's okay. I think that is probably one of the only days, like, there's November the 24th, as I'm looking ahead to the schedule, where there's no games as well. and U.S. Thanksgiving? That's the Thursday, so that would be, I guess, U.S. Thanksgiving. They do it on Thursdays, and they're usually on a Sunday. Am I an idiot? U.S. Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. There it is, the 24th. Wait, you didn't know that? I'm just okay. a bit of an airhead. Sometimes I forget these simple okay. things. Uh, then there's the three-day break for Christmas. Yeah. Then there's the All-Star break early February. Ugh. And then there's April 7th for some reason. Easter? Is there anything... Good w- Friday? Is, is Good Friday, probably. Is there anything worse than that week between uh, the NFC-AFC Championship and the Super Bowl where the NHL does their all-star game. Cause last year it coincided with the pro bowl. I'm like, then you have no real hockey to watch and no real football to watch. It's like, good Lord. That's the perfect weekend to spend with your significant other. Yeah. Cause that's the perfect weekend to lie to them. <laughs> oh, because if they're not a sporty sports person, Oh, like if you have somebody you're... in your life, have no idea about sports because that was my move always too. You know what, honey? I've been watching way too much football because of the playoffs. Mm, yeah. This Sunday's about you. This one's about you. Whatever you and this is a Pro Bowl. Whatever you want to do this Sunday, I'm gonna tape the football because there's football on today. Because you're telling like a half truth, <laughs> right? Because you're not lying. There is football on. I would never watch it, but yeah, it's, it's right, on. But there is football on, so you're not really lying. Yeah, you're sure. Like, you know what? Uh, today's all about you. So what I'm gonna do is, uh, why don't we? You know, why don't we get ready? I'll take you out for lunch. Maybe we'll do a little shopping. Maybe go to that antique store you want. Yeah. And out the whole time, like, I want to blow my brains out because I'm at an <laughs> antique store. But I go, maybe you want to go, maybe you want to go do that. And because today's all about you. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl's the next week, and then you really get after it. Yeah. And then you're like, I'll that's see the you move. in a week. Bye. That's the move. Yeah. You could drop that Especially in. Especially because the NHL All Star, I don't know if you're an All Star game guy because mm. I'm not, because it's for kids. Because especially in the media, we get all jaded, and then you and I will have these all-star snubs conversation that really nobody cares about. No, nope. nobody ultimately cares. Only the players do because they use that in contract negotiations. Yeah, because players they're... and agents care, and teams care. It's like, oh, I was an NHL all-star. Good for you. That's that's the move. So back to what I was saying. I'm okay with no hockey on football Sundays because if the Jackets and Devils are playing yesterday, <laughs> compared to the Bills and Chiefs, like. I know our, our mutual friend, Nick Alberga, would have been tweeting about the Jackets and Devils because he watches 100%. every game like a psycho. Yeah. But it's like, I'm okay with that because all the attention was there. Another thing, before we get to lots of Flames talk all day, every day, Flames, 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 Flames. What happened to Tony Romo? Remember how Tony Romo was so great and, and he, he would call plays before they happened? You're like, what a wizard this guy is. Yeah. 
I don't know what happened to Tony Romo. No? Did he take the money? He's like, oh, I'm not going to try anymore. Just mailing it in? Yeah. I don't even know what game he watched. I watched like a quarter of football on Sunday because it was at the okay. Wranglers. Charles game. Davis is going to join us at uh, 8 o'clock. He called the Giants and Ravens game. Baltimore threw away another game. But Tony Romo at the end, uh, Patrick Mahomes serves an interception. The Chiefs just got to kill the clock. Tony Romo literally said, or they could snap the ball out of bounds. I don't know about you, but I've never seen a center <laughs> bend down and just huck the ball through his legs and shoot it out of bounds. I've never seen a center do that in my entire life. Like, just, what is happening with Tony Romo? Is he just, like, what happened to him? Is he trolling? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe he is. But have to assume so at this point. Um, got the uh, question out at uh, George Russick at Matty Rose, YYC. Uh, did Saturday's NHL Flames win over the Oilers at least take a bit of the sting away from last season's playoff loss? Just maybe a little bit. 960-960 on the text line. Name and location. Uh, we'll take your phone calls later because we got a pair of Flames tickets to give away on the show. Tomorrow against the Golden Knights. That's a sexy game. That's a big divisional matchup. That's a big, super sexy game. Premium bill. Did anybody expect yeah, uh, I, the Golden Knights to be this good at the start of the season? You know? Is like, it me or his mic is really low? It was really low. quiet. Eh? Why is your Hello? mic so I feel like he was whispering to me. Am I? What? what did, Hello? You, Hello? Did yeah. I just like there it is. put more girth into it? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I'm working on it. Sorry, what? Sorry, did you just, <laughs> what did you just say? So, so, did you so just you say guys... put more girth into it? <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, who expected the Golden Knights to be 3-0 coming into this game with the okay. Flames? Not today, Satan. One day, <laughs> Satan, but not today. Not today. You just got here, Georgie. Sorry, what was that? I just heard, like, you know what? You know why that, that troubles me, um, Al? And you do a great job back there, and I really appreciate everything you do. Like, you jump on the show, which is cool, because you, you can jump on anytime you want. And then your mic is super muted. You're literally our technical guy. Like, the, the last guy whose mic should be muted is yours. <laughs> I don't know, man. I came okay. up to a weird board this morning. What can I say? It no, was but... a weird board today. I agree. Okay. Um, Patrick, uh, producer Patrick's a little under the weather. Unfortunately, he's not here today. So we send our best wishes. Uh, maybe send him a, a card or something. Get him better. He's a little under the weather. That's fine. Good. That's because what we look... happens when the Packers lose at home to the Jets. That's right. Ugh. And we'll talk to Charles Davis about that. But again, good Good for Pat. Stay home if you're sick. Don't mm -hmm. want to get everybody sick. That's that's the the, the world we live in now. So uh, did did Saturday's win to you, Maddie? And you know you love the Calgary Flames. Did it take a little <laughs> bit of the sting away? Just a little bit? No. <laughs> Not even a touch? Nope. Like, it went from a 10 to a 9.5? Uh, no, not really. Like, to an extent, perhaps, there's a little bit of, like, uh, I, I know a lot of my pals who really didn't believe in Jack Campbell being the savior for the Edmonton Oilers felt a lot of vindication for several of the online fights they had gotten into with Oilers fans over the course of the offseason. So I think that there were people that felt good in that sense. But at the same time, you know, it's game two of the season. You beat them on the road. That's great. But it would have felt a lot better if this was like a game late in the season to secure home ice or something like that. Going back to kind of how this on the schedule is not great. Maybe a little bit, perhaps. But uh, overall, not really. Because in the end, you still lost in five games. And it was really not much of a series. So not totally vindicated. That's for sure. Yeah, but but from the outside mm -hmm. for that playoff series, it definitely wasn't lopsided in any way. Like there was the, the the roller coaster that those games were, 
were incredible. Five one series, but no games in the middle could have gone either way. Yeah, they out and Flames blew multiple goal leads mm-hmm. in a lot of those games. I I understand all of that, but just on Saturday it really showed how deep Calgary is now, and that's one thing Daryl Sutter keeps hammering home and he keeps referencing his cup winning teams in Los Angeles, and we know that's the way to do it in the NHL. You got to build down the middle, and the Flames are just deeper than the Oilers down the middle. I know the Oilers have the best player on the planet and there's no question, but I thought they did a great job of shutting him down. Relatively speaking, he wasn't as McDavid as he usually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like he was out of this world. Like when that guy plays at that level in the playoffs, nobody can stop him. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. He single-handedly dragged the Oilers into the conference final, but I thought they did a great job of, of shutting him down. And Nazem Kadri is a guy that, Man, he he was he did, he was their best player. I thought on Saturday he he did everything you asked for Nazem Kadri. And every time you, you get a free agent, and right away that first season, everyone's super excited. But you just saw why that guy was so valuable for the Avalanche. And we talked about it when Calgary beat them uh, to kick off the season on Thursday night. The Avs missed Nazem Kadri, and he just adds such a different dynamic to that line with Dubé and Manjapani. Like I thought that was their best line mm-hmm. on Saturday too. Uh, he's just such a difference maker for this team, and he's a mismatch. He was a mismatch for the Oilers on Saturday. They had no answer for Nazem Kadri, and what a gorgeous breakaway goal he scored. And that's the one thing I keep hammering home because I've watched a ton of Nazem Kadri in my life. His hands are just gross, sneaky like, you good. Will, you will, you don't realize he's got a weird skating style. It's a little upright, kind of Jack Eichelie. It kind of runs more yeah, than he that's skates. that's fine. No, yeah. Nobody ran more on the ice than uh, Mark Recchi from back in the day. Yeah. Like, that guy was the running man yeah. out there. Um, but Kadri uh, was just absolutely fantastic again on Saturday and mixed it up a little bit, which was fun. Sure. I like that, too, because that's what Nazem Kadri does. But he was fantastic on Saturday, and I think the flame step down the middle was a big difference why they won on Saturday night. Well, and... Like, for people who are still questioning, you know, is this a guy that can be a little bit of a hothead or stuff like that? Like you mentioned, he mixed it up a little bit, but he didn't go over the line with Evander Kane, and that was the first time they had faced off since Kane knocked him out of the Western Conference Final. So I wasn't sure if there was going to be something there. It was something I was going to be watching for, but, you know, nothing really did come out of it. So I thought that was something that showed well for the maturity of Nazem Kadri and all that type of thing. Uh, that line was very good. I would say honorable mention to Dan Vladar for best player on the ice, especially in the third period. Made a, a few really key saves on some top players, especially when Edmonton shortens the bench, right? Anytime that team goes down by two or three goals, Jay Woodcroft is going to do the exact same thing. He's going to basically play six guys the rest of the night. It's going to be McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Kane, and then it's going to be R&H, Hyman, and Puyu Yarvi. And the rest of the guys are going to ride Pine. And you're just going to have to try and stop McDavid and stop Dreisaitl. And I thought they did a really good job of limiting them in the third period. There were a few chances, but when they came, Dan Vladar stood strong. I thought Uyghur and Tanev had a good uh, day kind of working together, being more of a cohesive unit as far as snuffing out a rush, leaving a puck in a space that your partner can go get it, and then turning the ice the other way. Um, that was exactly what happened on Kadri's breakaway goal as well, if I'm not mistaken. You know, granted, it helps that Brett Kulak blows a tire there. Yeah. But overall, a good game. Kadri was good. The goaltending was good. A step in the right direction. I did think the top line was a little bit quiet throughout portions of the evening. But overall, you got the win in Edmonton. You staved off the Oilers, who we saw in their first game against the Canucks. They erased a three-goal deficit real fast in that game. 
Thumbs up. Um, 960-960 on the text line, uh, name and location. Does that win Saturday night at least take a little bit of the sting away from the Calgary Flames falling to the Oilers last year in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs? All right, we got a busy show. Uh, the Rose Report straight ahead. Um, Sandra Persina, Calgary Wranglers play-by-play boy, City News 660 sports reporter, going to join us later on in the show. Uh, she's the new voice of the Wranglers. I want to get your Wranglers experience. I want to ask you a couple questions about that. Sure. Um, Charles Davis, NFL insider, CBS Sports NFL analyst, had to call the Ravens and Giants game yesterday. Baltimore just throwing another one away. And Nick Kiprios, Kippers on the show. Um, analyst for former Sportsnet analyst. You hear him on uh, Sportsnet 590 The Fan in Toronto. And, of course, he's a Stanley Cup champion. Guy's got a ring. He does. Yeah, that's uh goes a long way in the room, I heard. Yeah, I've heard it does. that. I've been told uh, that by when, people before. When you, when you have a Stanley Cup ring, uh, it's pretty cool. Have you it's seen it? Stri- uh, yes, I have seen it. Does he rock it, like, for work days? Wouldn't or you? is it, like, event? I've I, seen- I would, but these guys have, like, they're humble and stuff. So. Back to my uh, Rick Natras stories. <laughs> I have seen Rick Natras's Calgary Flames Stanley Cup ring. I held it. Really? Yes. Have you seen an 89 cup ring? Ooh, I feel like I, no. I feel like I must have at one of the events that you, they've have done. You, have you held it? But have I don't think I've it? held one. It? I've held one. The one my man Rickster won. Natty boy? Yeah. Like I said, I would not want to get punched in the face with those mitts. Like Rick's Was hands, it like a bracelet? No, Rick's hands are so big. Have you ever seen, you know when Troy Aikman and they showed Troy Aikman on television and he starts talking with his hands beside Joe Buck and you're like, oh my god. And it looks like he could put Joe Buck's entire head in his hand. Yeah, like it looks like he could palm the moon. Joe Buck's got a pretty big bean. Yeah, yeah. Like myself too, I got a big head. But like when Rickster's hands are massive and I just couldn't imagine those mitts punching me in the face. And his Stanley Cup (laughs) ring is pretty large. Like it has to fit around his gigantic finger. Like, Brian McGratton sometimes sits up in the press box a couple seats over from me, and that's one thing that I'm always just marveled by. And Brian McGratton used to love dropping the mitts. Those mitts did a little bit of work in their day. Yeah. And I just, if you ever see the, saw those knuckles come out from under a glove, you know you were in for a little bit of a yeah. rough time. Um, and I just couldn't imagine getting body checked by old Rickster because what a massive <laughs> human being yeah, that guy it? is. 6'4", 220 yeah, is what he, he's listed he's just as. A, a, a large man. And back then, what you were listed at was like, yeah. Yeah. And that was back <laughs> like then when you used training camp to get into shape. Yeah, exactly. That's what the guys did. All right. Uh, busy, busy show. Straight ahead, uh, the Rose Report. And your chance to win some. As my voice cracks. Oh, that hey was guys. a good one. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> going through reverse puberty. It's going to be awesome. So it's going to be awesome. Brody, you could probably clip that for the thing at the end of the week that we're working on. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> Let's do a radio show. If I had a girlfriend, she'd kill me. All right. Rose Report, uh, straight ahead. Uh, more on the Flames and Oilers. And does that win Saturday night take a little bit, just a little bit of the sting away from the playoff loss last season? 960-960, name and location on the text line. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Rusick Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to the big show with Rusick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Taking your text, 960-960, does Saturday's win at least take just a little bit, just a little bit away 
that sting in that playoff loss to the Oilers last May. Just a little bit. 960-960, name and location. Uh, we're giving away Flames tickets. It's a pretty sweet game tomorrow against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, what we like to do on this show is we want to see some effort. Because effort meaning uh, call in. Because we like when people call in because you want to call best. into the radio station. You can potentially win some tickets. We, we like we like to do that because, yeah, we love your text messages, but it takes a lot more to actually dial the number of the radio station. Mm-hmm. You get through and then talk to us on the Pull air. yourself over, no problem. Yeah, exactly. Or unless you got the Bluetooth, which is fine. Mm-hmm. While you're driving to work, you want to win some Flames tickets. And make sure you can go to the game because Matty Rose has his creeper binoculars in the press box, he'll know if you're there or not. Matty Binox. It's like Matty Beneers, but with way less skill. I'm not yeah. as tall. Right. More athletic. Or have as much money. Yeah. Or, um... But you're just as handsome. Uh, nah. No. Nah. All right. Uh, let's do the morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, gents, first battle of Alberta, it's in the books. Felt like 40, like those five, last five seconds felt like 45, you know, it was so long. NFL Sunday, well, that didn't disappoint. Damn, that hurt. Little live mics out there on Sunday. That's always good. Uh, and plenty of local notes from the Stamps, Wranglers, Cavalry, and Hitmen. So let's go ahead and dive in with the Flames, who took on the Oilers Saturday for the Battle of Alberta. A big win for Calgary. You probably know by now. 4-3 was the final score. Dan Vladar did get the start between the pipes over Jacob Markstrom. Daryl Sutter telling the media this pregame. I wanted to make sure there's 26 weeks in our season. I want to make sure Vladar gets a game a week. So just the way this month works, and I'm quite honest, when Marky was under the weather last game, we thought about playing him against Colorado and then Marky here, but he ch- chose game one, so this is game two. So Vladar got the start in a big spot. Like he did a lot last season, he played a lot of good teams. The young netminder, little run support early. Michael Stone winds and fires a shot. It's tip stop, rebound, they score. Michael Backlund in the right place at the right time. Slaps the puck past Jack Campbell. And just a minute and 13 seconds in, it is 1-0 Flame. Michael Backlund gets to the loose puck. Michael Stone explodes Dylan Holloway's stick with a slap shot. Creates a ton of havoc and Backlund buries the rebound. 1-0 early. First goal of the season for Backlund. But the Oilers, <laughs> they responded. Puck back to the blue line. CeCe shoots and scores. Cody CeCe wrists the puck inside the near goal post. Scramble play. Leads to that shot by CeCe in the slot. Vidar gets a bit of a glove on it, but not enough. The Blue Liners, first goal of the season. But just over a minute later, it was the Flames taking their lead back. Here's a shot from the point. They score. Michael Stone, right off the faceoff, slaps the puck past Jack Campbell. I don't think he saw it. It was a missile. It was a laser beam. I think the broadcast clocked it at 98. And that was from a standstill, like against the boards. Yeah. Didn't even step into it. That's a hardest shot number. Yeah, you're, that thing was an absolute bomb. And Kevin Bieksa was talking about it during the broadcast. It's like nobody 
the, in Arizona, they, they shoot the damn puck, and they're nobody wants to get in front of that thing. It parts the seas. Yeah, because they it's like the Moses of shots. <laughs> they don't want they don't want any part of that thing. Like absolutely not. And that thing was an absolute bomb. If that catches you in the ankle, that's a quick four weeks on the shelf. Oh, a hundred percent. Ow. He three points in the first period. <laughs> three like, who points had that? in his first four shifts. Who had that? <laughs> and then they asked him, have you ever got three points? Is that his? I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, they, yeah. They told me I no. Don't, so. I don't know. I don't keep track of that stuff. Do you think they really don't keep track of that stuff? I don't know what Michael Stone does. Like, he seems like a guy who's just happened to be there. And if the points come, then they come, you right. know? Like, he feels like really the embodiment of that type of player, which I think people like. Face-off win for Rooney there, too. First goal of the season for Stone, far post and in. That had the Flames up 2-1, 4-34 into the game, but they'd extend that lead. Now Kadri corrals it. He'll race up the right side. And Oilers defenseman blows the tire. Kadri in, shoots, and scores. Nazem Kadri scoring his first goal as a member of the Calgary Flames. He finds the five hole of Jack Campbell and gives his new team a three to one lead. It's a one on one. It's Kadri against Kulak, and, and I believe it's this moment. He'll race up the right side. Oh, where he blows the tire and sets up Kadri on the breakaway. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of Brett Kulak in my life, too, because mm-hmm. uh, he played for the Habs. Yep. Uh, it's nice that he plays for the Oilers if you're a Flames fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good spot for him. Yeah. It's a good spot for him. Yeah. Flames are up 3-1. to He's serviceable, but he also makes some boneheaded plays sometimes. And that one just banana peeled. The old blue line. Maybe a little bit of a ridge there at the new building, but that's what you you get with the new building. Did Bob Stauffer, does he (laughs) think there's a ridge in the new building or no? Probably not. Okay. But just... It's okay to spend $400 on burgers because you got a new building. (laughs) Eat it. Sorry, go ahead. But don't eat the burgers. Like eat it slow because yeah, it's worth a it's, lot. It's, it's worth a lot of money. Two paychecks worth Kobe of burgers. Beef, so, yeah. Gold flakes. <laughs> no, that's not true. Yeah, pterodactyl on the side. Three-one <laughs> at the midway point in the first for the Flames. Not a great welcome to the Battle of Alberta for newcomer Jack Campbell. But don't worry, it got worse. Kadri will corral at the order zone. Kadri walks in, shoots, is stopped, rebound. Majapati scores. Andrew Majapati. Swats the puck past Jack Campbell, and just 10 minutes and 18 seconds into this Battle of Alberta, it is four to one Flames. So that goal chased Jack Campbell. He made seven of 11 saves before the hook. Nice job by Weger and Tanev to snuff out a rush there that set up the chance for Caudry and the eventual Manjibhani shot. Flames also had a couple of posts. Lindholm off the bar. Dubé bonked one off the post from the slot as well. A really strong first period from the Flames, but the second left some to be desired. A neutral zone turnover led to a Blake Coleman hooking penalty, and you don't love giving the Oilers extra lives. Rice saddle. Throws it towards the net. Kane to McDavid who shoots and scores. Hunter McDavid. One times the puck pass Dan Vladar. Top unit power play for the Oilers. Gets a chance, makes no mistake. The Oilers did shuffle up their lines with that deficit. 4-1. to Drysaddle joined McDavid and Kane. Nugent Hopkins centered Hyman and Puyu Yarvi. Then they had the power play. Then it was 4-2. The Nugent Hopkins line was actually quite good. They created some chances that Vladar needed to be sharp on. Eventually, it was a breakdown off of a face-off that got the Oilers within one. Sneaks it out the left point, centers the clock, shoots and scores. Ryan McLeod walks right through the back door and buries it. 
And all of a sudden, we've got a one-goal hockey game. Edmonton has cut Calgary's lead to 4-3. to three. Derek sounded a little worried there, hey? He did. Slightly. There was a concern in that call. Yeah. Michael Backlund loses Ryan McLeod off the faceoff. He buries the shot past Vladar to get the Oilers within one. That's all they would muster in the second. Then in the third, the Flames, a good power play opportunity. Zipped it around with the first unit. They couldn't beat Stuart Skinner, though. Vladar also sharp, made some tough saves on Kane, Dreisaitl, Bouchard, all in the third, which helped Calgary maintain their win. 4-3 to three, the final score. They're 2-0 and all on the season. They win the first Battle of Alberta this season with the next one coming up on the 29th at the Saddle Dome. And Daryl Sutter liked how the team responded in the third after they were not thrilled with the second frame. We wanted to have a better third than we did a second. Did, did, did the second. Right? Even the penalty we took that they scored on, uh, you know, that's turnover neutral. Then we take the penalty and then the, and then the goal makes it the four or three goals face-off goal, right? So lose coverage so it just tells you about you know they got they got so much ammo that and they shorten the bench and they get down so it's you know we talk about it being on the road and and everybody's got to play against those guys everybody's got to play everybody did so they shorten the bench you look at the ice time at the end of the game there's a handful of guys for the oilers well over 20 minutes dry played like 25 he also had three guys under 10 minutes because that's the way it goes when the Oilers trail. A big win for the Flames. On to the next. Vegas tomorrow at home. Uh, and, and that's the weird part. That's it. Like, that's their only game in Edmonton this season. Yeah. That's, like, that's all you have so to deal weird. with with that, that Edmonton that's crowd. That's it. Like, Unless second you... game of the season. How does that make any sense? Like, I get that the NHL wants this more balanced schedule. You want to play everywhere, home and away. That's fine. But that's the only game the Flames are playing in Edmonton this season. That's great if you're a Flames fan because they beat them. And there's only two more games between the teams, both here in Calgary, and they'll be both done before Christmas, which is super weird. They should be all near the end of the season rather than this. Like last year, the Flames had a strange schedule, but I kind of liked it because they played a lot of Eastern Conference opponents in the first two months of the year. And I'm all for it. Get those out of the way. I don't need to see the Flames playing the Blue Jackets in March. Well, I don't need to see them playing the I keep going back to that example yeah, because the Blue because it was my in, crutch. Yeah, because and, they're an inconsequential franchise. And now Johnny has gone and bungled that all up. Now yeah. that is a relevant team for me. The Devils. The Devils, the Flyers. I don't know. I was going to say the Panthers. Idiot. Yeah, you can't be <laughs> can't the Panthers that either. anymore either. <laughs> ah, anyways. Uh, Senators. Senators. Senators sure. are super inconsequential. But then Brady Kachuk. Uh, but then there's no Kachuk here. No more. I don't know. I'm all wrapped up. Flames next play tomorrow. That's Tuesday. They'll welcome the Golden Knights for the first of eight straight at home three weeks before they... Like, how does that... And then they go on the road forever. For like a month. How does this... Again, I I, I know it takes a lot to do the NHL. I understand all of that. But do they have a monkey who spins a wheel and that's how they do the schedule? Hey, Bobo. Let's do the flame schedule now. <laughs> he throws like a banana at the at the board, and then yeah. that's when they decide who yeah. he plays. Probably. Like, how do they do this? Mm-hmm. It's so be. you only play the Oilers three times, and I know it's a league-wide thing. And then, oh, yeah, eight straight home games. Let's go. Buckle in, Is kids. there a circus coming here that I don't know about? Is this like the is this like the Blackhawks circus trip every year? Is this yeah. what's going on? No, I don't. I don't know. Is there Brody? You is know, there, the circus coming there, to town? Is there some big? Is there like a monster truck? You know, week long <laughs> thing at the dome? Like is Gravedigger here for a week? Like, Are we what's doing going an early on? stampede? Has like, anybody heard happening? of an early stampede? How does that make any sense? Hmm. But it could be a blessing. You could get off to a blockbuster start, right? Eight, eight, 
the next eight games at home. What if they go six and two? Then you're feeling great. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you're eight and two on the season. The problem is, what if you start off three and zero, oh, and then you've got th- two more weeks that so you're here and you're wrapped up in it. Yeah. And then you got to go, go on the way. road forever. Yeah. Hmm. Strangely Stupid enough, Bobo. Get your head out of your Bobo. Strangely enough, no NHL action yesterday, so lots of room for football. Today's slate, you got the uh, the Rangers hosting the Ducks. Ducks are very aggressive. I don't know if you know that. I don't. Very aggressive. Uh, Coyotes and Leafs also going at 5 o'clock. The winner gets Austin Matthews' next contract. It's a fun little <laughs> side storyline there. Uh, the Panthers don't will face... <laughs> Hey, you can do it here. It's lots no, no, of fun. It's, no, no, no. You can. No, yeah. You just want to. You want. If you have a Leaf fan in your life, yeah. just talk about Austin Matthews. And be like, no, he's fine. He's staying. Like right away, it's like a. It's like a push button. It's like when you have that that continuous argument with a yeah. with a partner, and you know the one thing that'll push their button yeah. right away. So like that's Leaf it. fan. Just just keep pushing that button. This one's in Toronto, unfortunately. So Austin Matthews will not be checking out his future home, Mullet Arena. Uh, elsewhere, Panthers and the Bruins. <laughs> Uh, Penguins and Canadians, Kings and the Red Wings. Then at 6, the Avalanche will visit the Wild. The Jets and Stars go at 6.30, and then at 8 o'clock... Release the Kraken! It's the Hurricanes making their trip to the Puget Sound to battle the Kraken. Mm. So good slate. From the NFL, another busy Sunday. Uh, the NFA, uh, NFC West and South got more interesting. Falcons and 49ers game. Mariota for his progression. End zone. Touchdown! Welcome back, Kyle Pitts. Ah, oh, so many fantasy owners just oh, sigh of relief. Or else he was on your bench and you were punching walls. Third touchdown thrown by Marcus Mariota. Fantasy owners rejoicing. So Falcons beat the 49ers 28 to 14. Weird. Um, the Falcons are right now the 72 Dolphins against the spread. A perfect 6-0 against the number this season. They did it again, hey? If you bet, love if you, to see it. Since the beginning of the year, you just bet blindly the Atlanta Falcons. You'd be making that sweet, sweet bank. Falcons are tied for the division lead in that south. Well, the Niners are now in a three-way tie for oh top boy. spot in the west. Uh, elsewhere, Bailey Zappi led the Patriots to a 38-15 win over the Browns. The Jets surprised many with their performance against Green Bay. A couple of long rushing touchdowns plus a special teams touchdown. So the Packers fall 27-10 at home for against the Jets. Oof. So sickening for Packers fans. Even Patty Dumas couldn't come in today. Physically ill. Probably. Yeah, rough. Michael Pittman, 134. Real quick on yeah, Aaron yeah, yeah. Rodgers. Go ahead. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said postgame they're, the offense is trying too hard. <laughs> like, what do you, what? What's, what does that mean? I, I don't understand. Oh, it happens every season to us. We just try to do too much. Maybe because you don't have Devontae Adams to throw the ball to anymore. Oh, like yeah. That offense looks completely disjointed. Because the other guys have to try to do too much because they're not nearly as skilled as the old guy was. Uh, I, got, I got a good staff for you, too, uh, yeah. when you do the uh, Bucks game. Okay, we'll get there. Uh, Michael Pittman, 134 yards receiving on 13 grabs. The Colts beat the Jaguars 34-27. to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings got help from a 53-yard Dalvin Cook rushing TD. They beat the Dolphins 24-16 down in Miami. The Vikings are now 5-1. Bengals and the Saints down in New Orleans. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, the old LSU connection, back near where they played their college ball. A long touchdown for Jamar Chase. He got past two defenders. They only needed a, a field goal, but instead he goes 60 yards for a touchdown, put the Bengals up 30-26 to 26 over the Saints. They win the game. Bengals are now 3-3 three and three while the Saints move to 2-4. and four. 
The Giants are 5-1. They rallied from a 10-point deficit to come back and beat the Ravens 24-10. You might have seen the gif of Tom Brady screaming at his offensive line from the weekend. The Buccaneers took on the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Listen, I'd be mad given the circumstances as well if I was Tom Brady. I wonder if he's thinking about that decision to not retire at all these days as he's losing to guys like Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. Steelers beat the Bucks 20 to 18. Uh, I'm sure a lot of survivor pools went down yesterday if you decided to save Tampa against this game in Pittsburgh. It's the first time ever both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady lost as seven-point favorites on the same day. I wonder how many instances that's... that's a lot. Yeah, like probably like triple digits. Yeah, like a lot. If not, And more. that's the first time that's ever happened. And him screaming at his offensive lineman... How many other quarterbacks in the league can get away with that? Maybe Aaron Rodgers, maybe, and even then it's Patrick like, uh, Mahomes, if he did it once, yeah. and you're like, okay, Patty Mahomes is yelling at us, we better. He was screaming at those guys yesterday. Play effing better, you're effing better than this. Yep. I'm sure it has nothing to do with his personal life, how Tom's fuse is really Let, short these days. I didn't want to sure bring it up. He's completely but... fine. He's totally fine. But he was screaming at his O-line. Well, as Charles Davis played in the league, like what what does that mean when a quarterback yells at his O-line? Like how many times can you play that card? And you can hear it from the other sideline. Yeah. Oh, and Arrowhead is full, and you can hear it from the other side. Oh, yeah. wait, no, that was a different game. But you know what I mean. Steelers. Oof. Rams beat the Panthers 24-10. to Important win for the Rams. They're 3-3 three and three with the 49ers. And also the Seahawks as Seattle beat Arizona 19-9. Kenneth Walker, the new starting running back for that team after um, Penny popped an ACL. 97 rushing yards. Broke his ankle, but whatever. 97 rush yards on 21 carries and a TD2. Yeah, he looked good. Big game. Uh, The biggest one of the afternoon, it was the Bills and the Chiefs. They were at Arrowhead. The Bills kept the game close pretty much the entire game. Uh, That allowed for a late drive by Josh Allen, set up a TD pass to Dawson Knox with just a minute remaining. It was a 14-yard TD pass that gave the Bills a 24-20 lead. Your eventual final score as the Bills do cover the spread there, and they win at Arrowhead. They're the third 5-1 and one team, joining the Vikings and the Giants. And the Eagles are also 6-0 after they were able to hold off the Cowboys in Sunday Night Football. The Eagles open up a 20 to nothing lead in the second quarter. Never look back. 26-17 the final score. Uh, real quick on that Bills game, um, the, the officiating there was dodgy, to say the least. Not good. Don't know if you saw that Chris Jones trip on Josh Allen where he went and sacked, literally stuck out his leg, did the old whoop, knocked him down. The ref staring at it, didn't throw a flag. Allen gets up and goes, I got tripped. Nope, no call. The Bills not only beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead yesterday, uh, the officials were kind of tilted. Not that that it was tilted, but they got hosed on a few calls. And if you actually watch some of the Bills players being literally pulled down by Chiefs offensive linemen, you're like, there's no holding here. Like, you can actually see it instances where the Bills got hosed a few times, and they still went into Arrowhead and beat them. Much like what the Flames did on Saturday night, that's great. You beat them again in the regular season, you got to beat them in the playoffs. And obviously, it's not the same thing because the Oilers haven't won a championship, blah, blah, blah. But again, it's their number one rival. The Chiefs are the Bills' number one rival right now, and they get it done in Arrowhead. But I got a sneaky suspicion that we'll see those teams again in the postseason. What's your intrigue level for Monday Night Football? Two and three Broncos on the road to battle the three and two Chargers, an AFC West battle. But is it relevant who's two there with the Chiefs being the Chiefs? Maddie, you know, like I can't keep my eyes off the damn sexy NFL. So, you know, my I'm, so like, I'm super intrigued. to watch So like this even match. a one for you is probably like a seven or eight for most people. So on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this game? 
Uh, probably a seven. Like if the if the Bills and the Chiefs was a ten, this is a seven. Like, uh, and the Russell Wilson story is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that podcast, uh, Richard Sherman uh, talked about how I believe him and Bobby Wagner didn't have Russell Wilson's phone number. You had to go through his his, through agent. his, his agent or his how assistant. Is that, how is that even possible that Russell, you can't, no, no, you can't text me directly. You got to text my agent if you want to get to me. Yeah, that's some fantasy world stuff, hey? Like Tom Brady gets a number of everybody on the team and shoots them text messages. Although he's yelling at the offensive lineman, whatever. But he probably also like, buys Ru- them Rolexes. And nobody's taken a hit to their image more than Russell Wilson over the last year. You know, he loves Jesus and blah, blah, blah. I get all of it. That's fine. Great, Great guy. Sure. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's so awkward. Even that Subway commercial's awkward oh, and the Broncos. Terrible. Country, let's ride so awkward. Let's I don't ride. think anybody's cheering for Russell Wilson right now, to be honest with you. But yeah, I'm intrigued because the Chargers going to charge her, and then the Broncos' offense looks like it's horrendous. So, you ever done anything dangerous? Yeah. Oh, so awkward. I've done something like that too. Never mind. That's too dangerous. Ugh, it makes my skin crawl. Over to the Diamond. The playoffs rage on. All but one divisional series is concluded after the weekend. The Phillies beat the Braves three games to one. Big upset for Philly. They'll face the Padres, who upset the Dodgers three games to one as well. On the American League side, the Astros swept the Mariners, although it did take an 18-inning 1-0 win on Saturday to secure that series. Today, Game 5, Guardians and Yankees, after a 4-2 win for the Yankees on the road yesterday, saw them stave off elimination. Locally, the Calgary Stampeders fell to the Hamilton Tiger Cats on Friday. Not the greatest game. Uh, excellent fourth quarter, though. The Stampeders could not stop the final drive. It allowed the Ticats to march the field, kick a game-winning field goal near the end of the game, 35-32, to the final score. And with BC winning over the weekend against Winnipeg, almost a guarantee that the Stampeders will go to BC on November 6th for the West Final. The only way that doesn't happen is if the Stampeders win both of their next games and the Lions lose at least one of their next games as well. The Wranglers had their first ever game yesterday at the Dome. Dustin Wolf got pulled, but the Wranglers rallied from a 5-1 deficit. Got it close, but 6-5 would be the final score. Couldn't get the late equalizer. They were playing the Kraken affiliate, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, another new team. I like the uniforms. They were very uh, polarizing when I was talking to people, mm-hmm. and you couldn't read any of the numbers or the names or any of that type of stuff. I, I want to ask you straight ahead about your experience, too, at the Wranglers game. Yeah, Because I have got some it. questions. For sure. Uh, rematch tonight as well, because that's how they do it in the AHL. You usually play the team back-to-back nights. 7 o'clock at the Dome. And very excited for more Wranglers games this season. Top line, Matthew Phillips, Connor Zary, Jacob Pelche. Mm. And Dustin Wolf is worth watching alone. Rough night for him. Didn't get a lot of bounces. But I'm very excited to watch him play some more. The Hitmen were on the road. They beat the Raiders 6-1, but then they fell to the Blades 4-2. They're 3-2-2 this season. Next game's Wednesday on the road. Red Deer and on the pitch. Cavalry and Forge play to a 1-1 draw in the first leg of this CPL semifinal. That's it, bro. That's, that's a great job. Thank that's you. That's a lot of sports. That's a sporty sports and weekend. There was a lot you. going on. Um, there was a lot going on. Straight ahead. Um, I'll tell you why Flames fans shouldn't really worry about the Oilers. Um, there's a couple dirty plays I want to talk about in Saturday's game mm-hmm. and Patrick Kane's future. We got some we got some news today about Patrick Kane's future. And I, and I have questions to ask you about your Wranglers game. But the morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility. where they'll meet and beat all competitors quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. You shouldn't worry, Flames fans. I'll tell you why. It's the big show. Russ and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan.